Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, back for another Anatomy of a Movie. Today, we dissect Disney's Moana, so stay tuned. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Anatomy of a Movie. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, we're back. And uh, today, we're dissecting Moana, the latest Disney movie. And uh, a lot of fun. A lot of fun. A um, couple of things. For those of you just joining us for the very first time, we t- we assume that you've seen the movie, so we're very spoiler-filled. So if you haven't seen the movie, uh, stop, go see it, then come back to us. Uh, secondly, you can check out our rundown with our notes and things like that. Um, in the description, you can just download a PDF of everything that we've got. You know, there's c- certain things that we might not go I- as in-depth um, you know, right here on the podcast, we use it to supplement the conversation, but you can definitely kind of see there and, and dive a little bit deeper, perhaps. Um, and if you want to check out other anatomies, just go to popcorntalk.com. And uh, we've got, uh, at this point, I would even say close to 300. Oh, yeah, we're definitely getting up there. Um, we should have like a celebratory show. That's right. Uh, we have Marissa Serafini. Hello, everyone. Back from the island of Vancouver. Yes, no, yes, Vancouver, and you're back from Cuba. So we yes, an actual island. Um, so, as always, let's start with overall impressions. What did you think? You know, you uh, after all these anatomies, I think you all know that I'm a big Walt Disney fan. Dis- big fan of the Disney movies. I was really excited to see this. Um, I first heard about this film at the D23 Expo back in 2015. This was another Disney movie that they showed uh, concept development, art, and clips and stuff. So I was really excited because this was like the first movie that really delves into the Samoan and Hawaiian culture. And we haven't had that kind of princess or like... Lilo and Stitch. <laughs> Yeah, but like an animated, I mean, that, that was 3D, I mean, that, that was like a 2D animation, but like actually following a journey of, you know, having a leading lady from, you know, that area. Um, I, I really enjoyed it because I thought it was a good concept and I was really looking forward to this movie for a long time now. And uh, when I saw the clips that they promoted at D23, I, it made me really excited for this film. And when I watched it, I was like, yeah, all right. I downloaded the soundtrack immediately while the credits were still rolling in the theater. So I think there's I more really, music than there is movie. Yeah, it's probably true. Um, I wasn't really expecting it to be a musical, and I think that was a nice surprise for me, being a musical fan. So I, you know, I really enjoyed this film. Um, I, I liked it. Uh, f- I, I liked it f- for its originality. Um, I liked kind of how they um, how they treated the whole thing. I appreciate that. I thought it looked good um, in various things. Um, and I thought overall a very simple story. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, kind of in the vein of Kubo um, and the Two Strings, which I thought was another great movie. Um, although that one was stop motion, this one's animation. So, uh, you know, but I do tend to like those. Uh, I thought that for me um, at times because – yeah, I, I felt it could have been a lot shorter if we cut down on some of the music okay. um, at certain points. Um, but I'm not going to necessarily fault it for that because obviously that's one of the biggest enjoyments for people. Um, but I will say, uh, I, I think the, its biggest hindrance is uh, uh, who they got to play Maui. 
Yeah, I agree. Believe it or not, I I just uh, I think I think it was too obvious. Uh, and interestingly enough, I mean, I was going to save this for later, but um, uh, The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, says he is a firm believer that voice acting is the most difficult career in acting, and is personally annoyed by celebrities being cast in animated movies despite their bad delivery in voicing their characters. Uh, so when he was cast, he repeatedly asked other voice actors um, present if he he was giving a good performance. <laughs> so I, I find the I find that like super hypocritical, which is kind of sad. Um, but, well, like, I, I'm I, glad I, he's aware of it, though. I, I appreciate his um, his knowledge of it, and he wanted to, to you know deliver something. Um, but I think uh, by being cautious about it, I think it comes off too much. Yeah, I, you know, and part of it maybe it's just the character, but um, it's I just don't think it was the right fit. Yeah, I mean, like it seems sometimes if you're you seem like quote unquote made for the part doesn't mean that you should do it you know mm-hmm. um just because you have it doesn't mean you should do it uh during the d23 expo he was the one who was promoting it he surprised everyone and he came onto the mic and because they were introducing just the character of maui and they're like oh and it's also voiced by drain johnson and then he came out into the the crowd and stuff so he i he already is like such a big personality because of his, you know, career and wrestling and all that. So he already has that big following. I think it's smart for promotional wise, yes. But it got too much of him and his character that during all the promotions I was like they should have called this movie Maui instead of Moana. And I was like really worried about that while watching this film that it was all gonna be about Maui's character. I didn't mind the promotion of it, but again, I just I just felt it was too much. It's um to me it's no different than uh, when they had Kevin Hart in A Secret Life of Pets, that you know, I was like, okay, we just have Kevin Hart and let's just let him kind of beat Kevin Hart. Um, so, but let's take a quick step back and talk about uh, development of this. Um, you know, kind of uh, it, you know, as uh, as always, especially with animation movies, they they tend to have a a deeper development process. Um, not that live action movies aren't as interesting, but you know, because you're kind of going into animation, you sort of have to have everything laid out very clearly right. so as not to waste time. Um, and originally they had a concept. Um, they wanted to do an adaptation for more, but they had problems acquiring film rights. And so um, they kind of figured they would have three original ideas. Um, and that was the genesis and one of them got greenlit, um, which became kind of the, the, the nugget of it was just Polynesian mythology. Which there's so much of. I mean, you know, we yeah. talk about the Greeks, the Romans, and this. Like, that's been beaten to death. But, um, I mean, there's plenty of great mythology out there that's not just Greek. Yeah, and I love that because going into this film, I didn't really think about that. Like, how they, how, what was the genesis of this movie? And I think that's kind of cool, especially for a young audience who's watching this. Like, it, it's nice to inform them of, like, other different types of stories that we as adults already know, like the Greek mythology and stuff. So I think it's really smart to introduce these stories that people probably have not heard of ever. Um, but it's such a young generation. Absolutely. Um, you know, and then they are obviously very interesting. And, um, you know, because we tend to, a lot of the movies that we tend to are from Brothers Grimm and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is this is something different, um, and they kind of now you, you did most of this. I mean the 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 amount of research that went into this they they really tried to take care in really understanding this culture, not just being like oh here's a cool story now let's run with that and do it. No, they they really 
did their research, uh, were there, and uh, you know, visited these countries, talked with a lot of people, um, and learned as much as they could. Yeah, and I think that's great. Um, for all the Disney movies that we've done here, like we know that they did their research. Plus, they had the f- financial backing to send people out and actually properly research and get in depth. Yeah, they went to Fiji and Samoa and Tahiti. I mean, like how terrible was that trip for them? I imagine, um, but. Like, I liked the fact that they learned so much more than they thought they were going to get out of this trip. And, you know, the culture of how everyone, like, treated each other, their clothing, the, you know, um, how, what the, even the landscape looked like and how um, the diff- there's certain plants that were there at, at a certain time of the century compared to a few years ago. Um, so, like, they really got in-depth details that you wouldn't even think it. And um, I love that they take the time for that. Yeah, and you know what? The interesting part of all of it, too, um, you know, the ultimately, though, like, as, as, as rich as all of it was, it's so interesting that, that the core idea of it, right, a father kind of being overprotective of his daughter, um, having to go off and, and do this journey, are things that pretty much every culture has. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, and, and I'm not knocking it, like, it, it's... It's been beaten to death, but the reason why it's been beaten to death and and not beaten to death but told in so many beautiful different ways is because it is so universal. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the one of the big strengths of this told in a different way than we've ever seen. Yeah, I like that. And just like the overall story, like you said, it was easy to understand. What I took out of this was I, I like the, the added fact that, like, yes – at one time, there they used to be voyagers. They used to go to all these islands, and that's how all the islands got discovered was because people were brave enough to just keep sailing and find more land. Um, I thought that was an interesting concept because here we're in a generation where we're like, oh, they're already discovered. But like, what was the process of them discovering it? And I like how they brought it back to we were the people who discovered these islands. So I think that's good information. Yeah, and, and you know, um, we'll certainly talk about this uh, when we get to the actors. But just the way they kind of treated everything, and we've talked about so many times, um, mishandling of cultures, not not respecting it, and uh, miscasting. But the fact that they really want to stick to the, the root of, you know, um, Polynesian culture, it kind of seeps throughout. Um, yeah, I enjoy the, you know. Uh, Although Jared Bush gets kind of credit as the sole screenwriter, ultimately th- this project has gone through so many iterations, and I, and I find uh, kind of each one very fascinating. Like the first one, um, Moana was the daughter in a family of basically six brothers, and mm-hmm. how she kind of found found herself and uh, and whatnot. Obviously, that was none of that <laughs> ended up in the movie. No, um, I, I liked it because. Again, we're we're taken off of like origin type of mythology, but yet an original story. And again, like a lot of things with Disney movies is is usually family based. So I think she might have gotten lost if there was more brothers to interact with throughout the movie. She might have got lost within those characters, and they might have overpowered her. So I'm glad they kind of cut that out because it did become Bamawana and her self discovery. If you had other people surrounding her, she'd just get lost in the mess. Yeah, and, you know, too, initially it was supposed to be the father. He wanted to go out and, and, and sail, and that would also overshadow her in terms of her willingness to go out and do this grand mission. 
uh, you know, and kind of have to argue against him. And even more so, just the fact of, like, that he was scared to go out there and she, as a woman, wasn't. So it's that, you know, it, it completely reverses it and is that much more powerful. So, um, you know, uh, it, it, it's, it's gone through many sort of iterations, uh, pretty much up until right about they, they were ready to start, uh, I call it filming, but I guess mm-hmm. making the movie because right. you're not really filming in this case. I like that because, I mean, it's not the first time that happened. Other Disney movies like uh, Zootopia went through a major change already in, like, so far into the production. But that helped add to the characters and, like, really change the storyline that for the better. And mm-hmm. I think that's good that they realized that a little bit earlier on. Well, there, I mean, but it might have been a little bit late, but, like, at least that they could fix it. Um so, it's, you know, it's not the first time, but I, I like that. Just the strength of this young girl. Um, I want, I liked her character, and I wanted to actually follow her along this whole journey. Yeah, yeah I, I think they really developed her um, well. Um, and I think, you know, I think they... they people sometimes try to... Oh, they, they think like, oh, putting so many intricacies and things like that, that's what creates character. But they were such identifiable um characters and their motives were very simplistic uh that you got it you know and mm-hmm. I, I think too oftentimes people try to overcomplicate it oversaturate it and that's when it just becomes like no uh e- even sci-fi uh you know this tends to happen perhaps more with sci-fi gets so convoluted with the science part of it that it loses its humanity this is just um yeah very very rich in terms of what they're going for yeah, I mean, I really enjoyed it, and I think it was smart because uh, I think what set her on her journey is, like, if you already limit a character to certain standards and regulations, just like her father already told her, like, gave her boundaries, like, you can't go sailing. We're like, well, well we know she's going to go sailing eventually in this movie. So, like, they set limitations for her character to go beyond Mm-hmm. And like go on that journey, which I think was fun. Like it, it was kind of like rebellion in a good way, <laughs> or defiance more so. Well, um, so let's 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 start diving into story, right? Um, I really, you know, the, the irony to me um, of kind of what what the chief represented was that he was all about kind of maintaining societal structure, right, um, and remembering always the past and and kind of. Um, being at one with the rules, mm-hmm. but the irony. But the irony is, he's they're the ones that got completely away from what they actually were, their full roots, which was voyagers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I really liked that aspect of it uh, because it's just I don't know. It, it's just funny how clueless he ultimately is. Yeah, and like I like that because it showed that he got set in his ways. He was comfortable, and but overall, he did just really want to maintain the safety of his people and his island. And I understood that. Um, that didn't make him a likable character. He he was just trying to protect his family. Um, so and the people too, you know, yeah, he was like, trying to do the best he could within his means, and you know, he exactly. wasn't evil in any way, shape, or form. No. Just misinformed. Yeah, and I liked that, and I liked how there was, you know, we of course we had Moana who was like, well, if we want to grow, we have to get out of our comfort zone, and I think that's just a good message for everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I did like, 
in in terms of how they set it up, um, you know, Maui and things like that, uh, I thought I thought, and obviously it's very typical of like, okay, we open up on someone telling a story, but instead of understanding that we're just, you know, ba- basically we're seeing the story as it develops, it almost looks like a prologue, and oh, we're taken into the present day, and here we are. Um, and it was a nice joke. I, I, I thought they handled it quite well in terms of there's Moana front and center and all the other kids like, what? No way. <laughs> um, I love that shot because all the other kids are traumatized for life and Moana was like the most <laughs> intrigued. Um, I did have an issue and it's not really an issue, but more so, again, going back to I was a- afraid that this movie was all going to be about Moana or like Mo- Maui, sorry. And they started with Maui. And then they went to Moana. I was like, nah, start on Moana. <laughs> and um, But, like, I'm glad they eventually kept... I mean, we'll get more into Maui, but every time they went to Maui, they, they had to, like, dial it like, back to Moana. So... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, you know, uh, I was, I was kind of curious how they were going to handle it, especially because when she is a young child, you know, there she is walking on the beach. Um... And I was just kind of okay. Where is this going so early? Mm-hmm. And if she, and then when she did lose it, um, yeah, I had no idea that the grandmother would take it, and, and which I thought was an actual very great touch um, to the whole thing. Um, because yeah, I mean you know because uh, I, I thought for sure part of it would be her having to go off and find this piece, then deliver it. But um, I like that in this regard. I, I do like how they handle it where she starts with it and she has to go deliver it yeah. instead of I, having two journeys, basically. Exactly. I was like, I think it would have broken up the story if, like, first they had to go get it and then probably lose it throughout the way, then, like, actually return it. Um, I like that, too, because it, it already set her on a path throughout the whole throughout the whole movie. Um, I, I liked it as, as a kid, they established her... And why the ocean chose her. Like, she was already fearless. She didn't have any qualms about the ocean. And, like, I loved how they made the ocean a character that always supported her and, like, really just helped her. Um, even as a kid, a, like, a little child toddler. Um, I love that. <laughs> that's uh, that's one mighty ocean, by the way. <laughs> yes. That can just, just part itself and X, Y, and Z. Yeah, that, that was a lot of fun, though. Oh no, it's great, and, and like that—that uh, that the first interaction we saw a little Moana in the ocean. That was actually the clip that they showed at D twenty three. You know, changing the hair and all that. I was like, oh my god, I'm gonna love this movie. And just based off of that clip. Well, what's great is that I mean, in many ways, that clip sort of embodies the character of Moana in the sense that. She's still got her innocence and uh, passion towards life, and she's not afraid of anything. Uh, and yet uh, she handles everything with respect. Um, and, and in time, she, you know, she begins to understand things, but she never loses that part of her. Mm-hmm. Whereas you can see probably um, she, uh, the chief, you know, he was perhaps once like that, but through this tragedy, I, I mean, he's lost all of his uh, courage. Yeah. You know, and and she even at that age is is just so willing to do anything, and she never loses it. Yeah, it's sometimes like ignorance is bliss in, in a way, and I think that's what Moana was like. She didn't really know the dangers of the ocean, and I think that's what helped her along. That because she didn't know, 
she just kept going. <laughs> but even, you know, I mean, that's the interesting part. Even when she later on, obviously, she faces much danger. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, she never turns back, ultimately. I mean, it's a, you know, here's Maui, the, the, the demigod who, at the end, he's the one that's turning around, basically. Yeah. So, I mean, talk about, like, you have... You have a girl who's not a god, and then you have a demigod. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, again, just just the juxtaposition of it of it all. Yeah, agreed. Um, what was your What was your sort of favorite part? Um, I mean, this whole journey. Once Once they go off onto this journey, uh, it becomes a whole spectacle of what they're able to do. Um, I, you know, there, there was a lot of moments in this film that I really did enjoy. One that I really took by surprise and I thought it was just really funny because it just gave it a whole nother tone I wasn't really expecting it was uh, Tamatua the big lobster crab mm-hmm. no it was crab crustacean um, I love that character I loved how the, that was like their first mission together Maui and Moana working together um, to get his thing his uh, hook back and it was just an overall fun scene. It looked pretty. There was a great song, great catchy song, uh, nonetheless. And <laughs> it was it was just a fun scene of them working together. And I wasn't expecting that. Um, I like the discovery of the uh, the chicken. Yeah, that chicken. Uh, I mean, I, I got to give them credit to just have, have the fact that they were able to utilize a character like that. Um. It was funny. I I do have bones to pick with the chicken. (laughs) Do you? The irony. Pun intended. I know. Totally not intended. Uh, It was funny for like the first five minutes. It's like, okay, I get it. He's a stupid character for comic relief. The fact that they kept going back to the chicken for different moments. Like, okay, we get it. He's not the brightest animal. Why is he still there? I would have taken her pig. Her pig is fun. Because if you remember, like, all other Disney movies, when you have your leading character and their animal sidekicks, the animal sidekicks are usually smart, are usually there to help her along. And, like, granted, this chicken had one moment that saved the stone, but it wasn't really because it was on purpose. It just accidentally happened to the, like, okay. But I think the the recurrence of all these stupid jokes with the chicken, I'm like, all right, move on. Uh, I didn't mind it because I... you know, to your point, we've seen it before with sort of these smart animals and the fact that this thing can't tell a rock from from bird feed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I didn't mind it. And, you know, ultimately, I, I think, too, it's something you have to understand that the, this is also a kid's movie. And I think it's something for the kids. Yeah. Well, kids will sure laugh at the stupidest kids. things. I know. So this is this is definitely right up their alley. Yeah. I think for me, it just kind of just got tired. Uh, let's let's talk about Maui, the demigod, the great mythical hero. Um, I liked them as a character. I just, um, I I felt he was slightly inconsistent. Was he? I, I felt like, uh, to me, he didn't know if he should be macho mm-hmm. or somewhat humble or what. Yeah, I completely agree with you because I think I had the same issue because there were moments where he was the most egotistical man who's so confident in himself to the point where it just became cocky. Um, I was like, okay, I get that one side. And then, like, 
two minutes later in the next scene, he'd be questioning himself and who he is. And then the next one, he'd be a coward and like turn away from the mission. I'm like, am I supposed to be following his character all along? Like, I get maybe he was strong and then something knocked him down. But I think there were just so many different personalities that they were trying to give to Mommy that I wasn't sure which character to follow. Part of it, too, you know, he out of all characters, he's the most complicated and not necessarily a good way. Um, he's the one who starts this, but, you know, the grandmother keeps telling uh, Moana, okay, you got to go help Maui return the stone. You got to help him. And it's like, no, uh, help to me wasn't necessarily the right word because here's the guy. He's the one who caused this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, he basically stole it. Not basically, he did steal it. <laughs> he did, and you know uh, his intention wasn't fully made clear in terms of, at least to me, that he did it for the right reason. Mm-hmm. Um, it was after the re- like when he was trying to justify why he stole, which kids never ever steal um, because it can destroy islands. Don't do that. Moral um, of the story. <laughs> yeah, moral of the story: don't steal. Uh, I, I like I like the fact that they tried to justify his actions, um, but it still didn't really add up because I still don't think he really felt bad that he did it. He's like, no, I was just trying to help the humans because I just wanted to be accepted by him, by them. I'm like, that's still not a good enough excuse, yeah. honestly. And I, I I was I think I was more upset that the fact that someone else was fixing his problem than himself. Yeah, that, that's a whole nother thing of, of that he didn't recognize that the, the issues at hand that were happening. Um, so I agree, you know, yeah, I mean, just kind of all, all, a little bit over the place for me. Um, I felt he could have been slightly more stronger yeah. as a character. Not in terms of not having weaknesses, but in terms of how developed he was. Yeah, I mean, like, I think, and also, like, just those added factors but you also had his like inner ego or like more so inner consciousness of his little mini tattoo that was constantly like making him choose good during all this so i was like which maui do i follow mm-hmm. his conscious or actually him you know i, th- I did I think like- they added too much to his character he was hard to follow I did like the visual representation of the tattoo because to have it, you know, be left and a right uh, devil and an angel over the shoulder, um, I thought would have been too much. Uh, this this was fun, and uh, this was actually hand-drawn. Yes, it was. <laughs> 2D. 2D, for real. I appreciate that because we need more movies back in 2D. Or just tattoos. That, too. I mean... I wouldn't mind if they did another, if Disney did another movie that's all 2D. We kind of need that again. Um, Get back to the Disney roots. I don't know if it'll happen for a while. Probably not, but that's okay. Um, Let's talk about the ending, because uh, (laughs) how to describe it? The lava devil thing is not a lava devil thing. Nope. <laughs> and how Mu- Moana kind of discovered that is slightly beyond me. I yeah, I agree. I was like, oh, okay, this is happening. Uh, I I think I we probably feel the same way about this whole movie. Um, first of all, that was a scary lava devil person thing. devil thing 
attacking her. I was like, I would not want to face that thing. Moana's more brave than I am. Um, scary, but fun to watch. Uh, but when, like, I think just as a, as a film itself, I thought it was kind of weird to get into all this craziness and then literally take that 20 seconds of just slow-mo, break up the momentum of her singing. Like, I know who you are. Like, who who is she? <laughs> Um, well, she she discovered, you know, based on the circle um, that's on the heart and then uh, whatever, I'm going to call it the lava devil thing. Uh, <laughs> it has the same pattern, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what gave it away. So I, you know, I understand that. I'm not stupid. But uh, as, as a device, I just didn't – because, again, in, in terms of the backstory and maybe I just need to watch this backstory again. Um, Maui steals it and then immediately it comes mm-hmm. so it's like it was that quick in terms of going from good to bad yep um, you know so it, 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 and then if that was the case did it really need Moana to find the heart <laughs> when it was in the ocean and the ocean's its friend yeah I I don't know. I I think it was just hard. Like I don't think they established the the lava monster as well because when we saw Maui steal the heart at the beginning, we didn't see it was from a woman, from a person. We just saw it was from a mountain. Yeah. And then once they returned it, Ma, uh, Moana figured it out that it was an actual person, but we didn't see that. That wasn't established for us. So I had a hard time of how like how did they get there? How did they get to the point that this is a person, not a mountain? Yeah, it, uh, I was like, they they missed that. <laughs> Polynesian culture needs to explain that to me. Yeah, a little bit. Taka, the lava monster. That's Taka. the Yeah, yeah. Just um, and I don't know. I, I I here's what I like. I I actually really love the sentiment of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I think it is beautiful. It just needs to be slightly better executed. Or better um, established, more so. I think that's the thing, because, um, you know how they say, like, uh, if you have a gun go off in the last act, you have to kind of present it in the first act. Um, they, and, again, I understand that it was the design that sort of gave it away to Moana. But it just, it just the, the, the turning of the wheels wasn't there for me in the, in the brain mm-hmm. to figure this out. Yeah, same here. Um and again, I, I know it sounds like a nitpick, but I understood the the, the the beautiful part is, and perhaps this was uh, the strength of the movie. All I needed to go, do whenever it got a little confusing or started to get a little bit down, just throw in music. Yep. Or like break, break that momentum up again or like pick it back up in energy. Add another musical song to it. Absolutely. No. Um, what other story elements uh, do you want to talk about? I mean, all overall, very simplistic story. Yeah, and I mean, it got to, and we've seen this in other the films, like just that that buddy on a road trip trope, um, because it did essentially become a buddy film with Moana and Maui, and how they helped each other. Um, I did like that. Uh, like at first they didn't like each other, and then they eventually liked each other, and then you know we've seen that time and time again. Um, but I liked it because they helped each other grow in different ways. So. Yeah, and Maui He's got good. to re- got he finally got to be good again, and he he learned all his powers and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with songs in between. 
Uh, and by the way, I thought it was a very nice touch that uh, I really liked how the stones with the Chiefs. And then uh, Moana puts in a conch shell instead of just a stone. Yeah. That's her. I like that because I like that was established in the beginning of the film. I was like, okay, we know that she's going to go on this journey. And then at the end of the film, she's going to add her stone or whatever contribution she had. Um, Disney has done that before as well. Um, I think one that I can think of at the top of my head is Good Dinosaur. Um, that came out last year where at the beginning the family could put their footsteps, their footprint. And then at the end, he the, the dinosaur also put his Arlo put his footprint there too so like you know it's like you have to go on this journey to earn your stripes really Mm -hmm. um i like that she did that um in terms of the actors they're all pretty much of you know samoan backgrounds i guess or at least try to be i mean (laughs) even nicole scherzinger made it into the movie (laughs) which i find hilarious (laughs) um but uh as she says you know uh I'm going to call it Sina, uh, reminds me of all the women in my family. My Ohona, says Scherzinger. She's fun, she's playful, but she's very strong. I feel like she's the backbone of the family, as women often are. Yeah. Ohana means family. That's also Lilo and Stitch reference. <laughs> um, I like that. And, I mean, even Dwayne Johnson, when he was promoting it at D23, he's like, uh, I grew up with the Samoan culture. I'm very close to this character and the tattoos. His personal tattoos are, like, Samoan um, tradition as well. So, like, I'm, I'm glad that that got him because he can be re- relatable to this character. I think that, I mean, it was really smart in Disney to get him, but also... A little maybe his personality just outshined what his character was supposed to be. Yeah. Um, but again, especially now in a time like, uh, what was uh, especially with like Independence Day where we talked about like, you know, we, we talked about like, um, just for lack of a better way of saying it, like white people being cast in non-white roles. But mm-hmm. even, uh, and then we talked about like even worse um, in the case of Independence Day Resurgence where... Uh, May Whitman, a white person, yeah. got outed. <laughs> she couldn't even retain her original character from Independence Day in lieu of someone else. So uh, I'm glad that they really focused on the aspect of okay, let's 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 make this as pure as possible. Yeah, and I think that's gonna. Um, I'm, I like their awareness of that because I I could easily see how people could say, oh, this is whitewash, and but you know, it really wasn't. And because watching this film, I didn't really think. I was like, oh, that's a Samoan character voicing a Samoan character. You know, I didn't think that. Um, unfortunately, media does play up to casting in that way, especially in Hollywood. But um, I don't think it deters from the talent that was put into this film. No. Um, and the actress who played Moana, youngest person to ever portray... Um, Disney, we'll call her a princess. She was 14 at the time. Yeah. Now she's 16, but at the time she was 14. It's crazy. I remember when they uh, announced that she was officially, you know, voicing this character because I think uh, at D23 they showed the clips of Moana. So Moana's character was already established and the personality was already there, and then they got the actress later. Usually it's the other way around. Um, and she just happened to look very similar. Yeah, coincidentally. So, that worked out. 
Um, I liked her, the you know, just how she got involved in this. I, I thought that was interesting because she didn't try on her own. People found her and convinced her to audition after three auditions. She finally got it. Good for her. To be discovered like that is kind of cool. Absolutely. Um, so in terms of the directing, Ron Clements and John Musker, uh, in, in the world of Disney, they are just... Huge. <laughs> They think of a Disney movie that's animated. They've pretty much done it. Mm-hmm. This essentially is how I can surmise it. Whether it's Little Mermaid, Aladdin, Hercules, Treasure Planet, Princess and the Frog, um, and so on and so forth. And they come from the 2D animation. You know, they, they've been a part of it for a long time. And heck, even Paper Man that came out just a few years ago was also 2D. So, um, yeah, 2D, this is, this is uh, their first first one to be fully computer animated yeah um i like that because it shows that they're they're there for the story um and then you know add the animation to it but like overall it originally starts with the story and i like that yeah um and to be fair one of the reasons why they they chose to go that route was because it was a lot easier to do the ocean (laughs) um in animation form to make it feel a lot richer than if they just kind of drew it which I guess that's what they learned when they did Little Mermaid. Oh. You know what? I can understand that. But Little Mermaid, like, you watched that movie again. I mean, I just watched it again recently. The ocean looks awesome. It looks scary at some points and looks happy and bright at others. And um, I, I think that's what they also did very well in this animation, that there are some moments the ocean looked gorgeous. You just wanted to take a dip in it, and then others you think the ocean could kill you. <laughs> so, I mean, I can yeah, understand so- that. Um, you know, I didn't I didn't see it in 3D, but um, but I imagine it, it looks great. Oh yeah, the yeah. rich colors. Oh my goodness. Um, all right. So and also, sorry, one more thing. Musker was a big fan of Herman Melville, so mm-hmm. you definitely have the Moby Dick uh, aspect in that too. Absolutely. Uh, now, as always, when we do these types of movies. Marissa just goes to town on all the animation. So I'm going to kind of let you kind of take it over, for lack of a better term, (laughs) uh, because I know this is your world and you love it so much. I do. I mean, like, I just find it interesting. I like researching. Researching is fun. You should definitely check out our rundown. It's kind of really detailed. Um, For the the character appearance of just Moana, uh, Bill Schwab, who's the art director for all the characters, said that they wanted to give Moana an athletic build. Um, uh, all the villagers in the athletic build because they are physically active people who literally built a t- village from the town up and who can, who had the strength to sail and build huts and stuff. And I thought that was pretty cool. And so, but with the with Moana, they wanted to make sure her bone structure also matched her athleticism, which like you wouldn't really think it, but apparently it does. Um, in the movement of Moana apparently was also critical. They gave, like, they created this rigging system for her character to, uh, that had more than 180 controls with different points that can be manipulated for just Moana's face alone. Mm-hmm. Just the face. Uh, and then, yeah, the, for the recording sessions, they actually had uh, a lot of um, they they recorded. Uh, I'm gonna butcher her name. I'm sorry. Alu Ali Moana, <laughs> the actress. I'm 
completely butcher her name. Um, they recorded her in her physical and how she div- um, discussed her lines or like pretty much recorded her lines and they put that into Moana's character, like her movements and her physicality of how she delivered lines. That yeah, and the, you know, in terms of the animation, they liked how uh, the faces, the faces of the South Pacific uh, people, um, kind of lent itself to this. You can kind of sculpt it in a, in such a beautiful way, rather than draw it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so that was another reason why they went for it, and obviously uh, they achieved it with Moana. Yeah, and there was a lot of different factors to Moana, and especially her hair. It they spent six months developing a system called tonic that the artist could use to authentic looking hair especially when it was wet that certain strands like were stuck together and certain strands were like far apart and um they had to make sure it looked like curly at some points and wet at others and um just for the hair again you wouldn't think but i think there was that one shot where she was like just in the ocean the ocean brought her back to the that ship there and like the the hair whipped in her face, um, so they they definitely used it during those moments. And the cool thing with Maui, his physicality was obviously a big thing. He, of course, his character doesn't wear a shirt, so it's covered in tattoos. But they really the wanted shape shifting. Yeah, the shape shifting, um, <laughs> which was also a, a a big undertaking for the animations team because well we'll talk about the the tattoos first uh the tattoos were actually inspired by marquisan tattoos from a french polynesia um the production designer ian gooding says uh, maui has a tattoo that actually acts as his conscience which you know we talked about and his uh once they added the tattoos to maui that like his whole personality took shape and Obviously, his tattoos represented, like, all the biggest events that happened in Mommy's life, so I, I like that. And um, the ocean, the ocean character in and of itself. They said uh, they set up a system that runs buoyancy after the waves are created, so the boats, once they're on the waves, actually feel like they're moving in the water, so, like, that up-and-down movement as well. And just the different colors that they added to the water, um, like can't remember exactly how many color schemes that they use for the water but they really wanted to add to the richness of what it looks like out on the ocean yeah and I, you know um as much as what i appreciated the ocean became a character but also the islands mm-hmm. uh, because that was so much a part of it like the island gives us what we need the coconuts the this the that uh and so when that started dying off obviously it became sad but then when when things kind of came to fruition um, yes, pun intended. Uh, you know that everything was lush and things like that, and so it had to be a character of its own, um, both aspects. And so I, I thought they really nailed that, both the ocean and the islands. The ocean looked gorgeous. Oh my goodness, I don't know how they pulled it up, but they did. And speaking of coconuts, the Kokomora pirates, which were like <laughs> the craziest characters in this film, I honestly did not see this coming whatsoever. Uh, once again, Bill Schwab said he introduced the idea of the coconuts as the pirates because he did research and found all these suits of armor made out of coconut fibers with helmets made out of puffer fish. So uh, the coconuts automatically give you like a uh, 
scale of how small these pirates were. So, like, literally small compared to Moana and Maui fighting off of these. So, the cool thing with the pirates is that they actually created just a few. And because of Big Hero 6 uh, and another movie, they used this program called Denison, which created this crowd system, which means that they can literally replicate and duplicate all these same characters over and over and over again. That's how they got, like, hundreds of coconuts in this scene where they're fighting the pirates. I thought that was neat. Absolutely. Yeah. And the Tomatoa crab, which I love the crab. I don't know about you, but, like, he was probably my favorite character. He was a good foe. He was a good foe. You know, he he was the right amount of um, comedy and yet villainous. Mm-hmm. Um, unlike the lava monster, that was just completely, you know, it, it, it's something that we had to obviously build to there. So uh, it was great that even still, let's say midway through the movie, we can have some humor. Exactly. Um, I He looked pretty. He was shiny, hence his song. Uh, the cool thing about the crab's legs, they, they, apparently they were hard to rig because the facial adornments got in the way of the movements of all of his, what do you call them, tentacles? Not even tentacles, but his what crab legs. Pinchers, pinchers, sure. Um, but yeah, and the the cool thing with the the face that there was like all this uh, barnacle on his chin. So every time he was singing, they had to move every single barnacle with the mouth with them. Like I can't imagine how much time that took. And then, uh, of course, for the Tikka lava monster, their biggest issue with the, the lava monster was that they had to create all this billowing smoke that looked different at certain points. Um, and then, yeah, because it represented, um, you know, I guess her anger, mm-hmm. or its anger, rather. Yeah, yeah. And then one more thing about the the Pacific Islands of Matanui, where Moana came from. Ma- Matu actually means island, and Nui means big. So there you go. That's <laughs> like literally uh, on the nose kind of deal for them. But the again, this goes back to their research trip when they were creating and learning about these islands. That the the islands, the skylines, the mountains, and even the characters all have a sculpturally quality to them that comes through really well in the CG animation. Says Ian Gooding. Um, Musker, the director, also says he never aspired to create a photo real look of the the islands because he said the colors. There are certain um, flowers and plants that were there, like weren't brought over to the islands until a certain century, and because of the storyline, they actually had to like remove a lot of plants because you you wouldn't think just historically they weren't existing yet um, on those islands. So I think it's really cool. And they, you know, they had to exaggerate the verticals of the mountains to make them look like bigger than what they usually are. And it just adjusts the height and scale of the mountains, I think. Pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, So let's talk about the music. Obviously a very, very big part of this movie. In fact, as I joked about it, probably uh, more music in there the movie mm-hmm. um but uh but it, it plays very well um it works for the movie and it's a lot of fun yeah it was what i liked about the music is that uh there were some ballads there were some like pop kind of songs i think they you know had different type of genres um within the soundtrack and i i really enjoyed it Obviously, I downloaded the soundtrack while the credits were still rolling. Um, I think they were all fun and they were easy 
to like catch on, especially because you got to remember kids are going to watch this film, so they have to get into kids' minds. Kids, they have to be easy enough songs that kids can remember. Well, what I liked, uh, you know, they all went down to um, a music festival, um, Pacifica, and there was there was a competition there, a dance competition, and um, you know, uh, Lynn. Lynn Manuel Miranda got up on stage and won the competition, and they uh, they brought him on as uh, as one of the people to help create the music. Yeah, and he's now huge because of Hamilton. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Um, the, the man responsible for Hamilton. Yeah, I mean he's a talented guy. If you've ever watched his interviews, like he can riff like nobody's business on the fly. He's super talented, and he's a great singer. Um, obviously, he's just a very talented guy, and I'm, I'm glad that he contributed a lot to this film. I mean, it wasn't just the singing, but like just producing different songs, and there's so many different scores to um, and like themes of this movie that you wouldn't think that he was involved in all of them. Yeah, and uh, the song "We Know the Way." Um you know that was meant to showcase the vibrancy and and the voyaging life of the ancestors and um even back th- this was started basically in 2013 and um as they say it came quite naturally and then Lynn added the beautiful lyrics that just brought it to life yeah he's a great songwriter because he also helped write uh where you are and um how far i'll go so i mean he wrote a lot of these original songs, so good for him. Um, you know, and they described that. And speaking of how how far I'll go, um, and you think of Ariel with um, part of your world um, mm-hmm. or Mulan, and so this is, um, you know, this was Mu- Moana's song to basically say who she is, mm-hmm. um, and so that that shows through, and he was very. Um, uh, very, very, very knowledgeable to know that okay, this this has to fit really, really well for her. Yeah, her her uh, character mission more so like the the song that defines who the character is. Yeah, definitely. Um, it was a great song because I I loved how you, she sang the song and then like unfortunately the grandmother dies, but that sends her on away. And then like once she kind of lost herself and was questioning, and the grandma talked to her again, she sang it again. Like the the. Re- the reprise, oh. and um, I really enjoyed it. Um, and and to do a lot of this this score, um, eighty eighty piece orchestra was used, yeah. um, with drums, bass, guitar, um, log drummers, yeah, <laughs> um, definitely different types of um, uh, instruments as well. You know, more so than normal kind of orchestra that you would have. Um, so quite now, what, what's your favorite song now that you've listened to them? Um, surprisingly so, I love Shiny. Shiny. Shiny is just a fun, ridiculous song. because um, of the rock element? Yeah, it was just like... Not it, rock Dwayne the Johnson, but just the actual... Yeah, it was just a different feel from the movie that, you know, I wasn't expecting. And I think, I just love the crustacean. He was so funny and kind of... Not really out of place, but he added so much in the five minutes he was on screen. Mm-hmm. Um, I really enjoyed it. And, like, Jermaine Clement, he's just, like, a really funny actor as well. So, like, um, I recognize the voice. And um, I just, 
I liked it more than I thought I was going to. Fair enough. Um, well, we talked in, in terms of promotion. We've already talked about uh, D three, D twenty three. One of the things that I found, and we, we've talked about how I, I appreciate that the Dwayne the Rock, uh, the Rock Johnson was very much behind this movie. You know that he uses star power to kind of to get it out there in the best way. Um, in Italy, I like the fact that it's going to be called o- Oceania. Uh, in lieu of Moana because there's a porn star named Moana and they didn't want to confuse people. <laughs> that's terrible. So, well, you know, it's terrible. But that's actually but, kind of funny. <laughs> uh, at least they were respective enough to, like, right. put that out there in, in, in a better way. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Um, but that's, I mean, even Oceana is very fitting because basically this whole movie is on an ocean, so. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and what I like, they're going to, like with The Lion King, uh, like with Mulan, they're dubbing this in full, um, they're, they're doing a full version that's dubbed uh, for the culture. That's so, great. You know, and I appreciate that, because especially now, more and more, like, uh, there's less and less dubbing, and you just kind of subtitle the crap out of it, right. um, which is great, because then you still get the original performances. But for a movie like this, I, I you know, I, I think that could be a cool version. Yeah, and you gotta remember, I was like, this is about a culture that's not America. So I think it'd be kinda unfair if it was only geared towards, you know, people who understand English. Yeah. I wanna know how the English songs story. work. Uh, you know what I mean? I would love to hear the songs in various forms. And see yeah. how well they work. We'll have to listen to it because that's not on the soundtrack, just saying. No. Um, I guess we should also talk about uh, real fast uh, Inner Workings, which is the short film that preludes Moana. Yeah. Did you like that? I, I, I thought it was fun. Um, I I enjoyed it uh, of how they uh, how they did it in terms of expressing all of the man's not only emotions but movements mm-hmm. and, and thoughts and ideas. I liked it because it was super relatable too. Because I think us just being an adult, being that age and like constantly working you can like give up so much on life when you're stuck in your ways and like i liked how like if you don't allow yourself time to have fun and be happy you're just not going to be a happy person at the end you're going to regret time passing you by um i really just like that message and there was good humor throughout like constantly paying <laughs> that was <laughs> funny um but yeah uh, and it just shows, like, when when you're afraid of something, like, the inner workings of what stops you from doing something that, like, you're afraid of. Or you should eat. Or you should, you know, do this. Or you, if you go eat, you'll be late to work. You know, it's stuff, like, all the things that can, like, hold you back um, from having fun. I like that. Very comedic. Um, yep. So, as of now, uh, we, we got a couple of... Uh, old figures. Uh, at this point, this movie's made about $177 million worldwide. Yeah. As uh, of December 4th, domestically, it, it's about $119 million. Mm-hmm. So around $120 million, And worldwide, it's $179.5 mm-hmm. million. Um, well, there you go. Uh, and very well received all around. A on CinemaScore, 98% Rotten Tomato. Um, 
Rotten Tomatoes describes it with with a title character as three dimensional as its lush animation and a story that adds fresh depth to Disney's time time tested formula. Moana is truly a family friendly adventure for the ages. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Yeah, uh, I think the cool thing about this, you know, just the story was that there's three generations in this film. If you got you have the grandmother, you have the father, and the parents, which like I really did enjoy that Moana had both of her parents. Or Disney, I was like, of course she lost ha- the grandmother, yeah, but she came like, back. Of course, there has to be a death, but like, I'm glad it wasn't the parents. Um, and then, you know, of course, you have Moana. So, like, I like that they did span different ages in this film. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, uh, you know, I haven't met anyone that hasn't that you know they might nitpick small things, but um, overall, I haven't met anyone that's really disliked the movie. Yeah. So. I really enjoyed it. I saw it with a bunch of kids, and they loved it. I bet they did. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine kids not liking this movie. Yeah. Any final thoughts as we wrap up Moana? I really enjoyed it because, uh, again, I was worried that it was not going to be about Moana, but um, eventually they did bring it back to her. And it was just a fun story, a fun journey to go on. I don't think it was a really long film because not once was I bored. Um, there were moments where I was happy. There was moments where I was sad. And I think it just runs the gambit of all the emotions that Disney does so well in one film. Yeah. Um, and obviously I love the soundtrack, so of course I'm going to buy the movie when it comes out. Uh, I, de- I think definitely definitely a fun movie. Uh, you know, if given a choice between Fantastic Beasts and Moana for kids, I think this one's a lot more accessible. Yes, for sure. Um, so, so definitely check it out. Um, if you haven't, which I don't know why, you just got all the spoilers. <laughs> uh, but encourage other people, you know, if if they haven't seen it yet, definitely encourage them. I think this is such a fun movie uh, that you should, it should be seen in a movie theater. And uh, you should encourage people to go see it in a movie theater. Yeah. And I'm glad that they showed a culture that we're not really well aware of. Mm-hmm. And they showed it in a very positive light. Wait till you yeah. see the Great Wall. Oh, I'm excited <laughs> for that. <laughs> um, all right, so that does it for us. Thank you guys for joining us as always. As mentioned before, definitely check out other anatomies on Popcorn Talk. We've got tons of them. Check out other uh, shows here on Popcorn Talk. We've got so many of them. Whatever your uh, needs are, whether it's sci-fi, whether it's Marvel, DC, uh, comic book stuff, whatever you want, uh, we've got it all. Um, Marissa, in the meantime, where can people following you? Everyone can follow me on Twitter at TV. And the biggest thing you guys can do for us, if, uh, you know, let us know. We've opened up the conversation, but we don't want it to just end. We do appreciate your guys' thoughts, so let us know what you guys thought about the movie. Let us know your favorite song. Let us know, uh, did you like Maui? What did you think of the the villain uh, slash what eventually became the not villain? <laughs> not villain. Um, you know, and so forth. Uh you know, what movie are you most excited about seeing? Um, all that fun stuff. That's why we do this. Anyway, uh, for now, we'll see you guys on another Anatomy movie soon. From producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the rest of the Anatomy of a Movie staff, we would like to thank you for listening and subscribing to the show. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to email or tweet us. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been Anatomy of a Movie.